Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Matrix, the art of setting up a summit. In this show, actually a series of shows, because I'm going to start the day with talking about the process of setting up a summit. I'm going to invite you to a summit that we're doing in the middle of July. Um, but I'm going to also kind of walk you through each week between now and when we launch the summit, the process that I'm going through and that other people I've worked with that set up different events, different summits have gone through as well and putting together a summit. Now, I don't know how many of you have done a summit yourself before. I'm assuming you probably have been part of a summit because there's summits going on all over the place. And over the last year and a half, it's really have sprung up to different types of summits, different time frames for a summit. I've seen summits that ran anywhere from three hours long to three days long. Heck, one summit I was part of was four days from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. nonstop, full of presenters, etc. And I've seen summits that range all over the place in between that. I would say more average summits are usually a day or two, or they might be broken up over a series of a couple of different days, and generally are a few hours a day all the way up to six, seven, eight hours through the course of a day. And oftentimes is broken up with multiple speakers, or you might have a platform and then a combination of speakers. So I guess the first question that I would ask you is what topic do you want your summit to be on? What title do you want to call your summit? It should be something that's going to be tantalizing or that's going to get their attention and make them want to join the summit. It's something that if you put on social media and people are clicking through and they see it, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. I should check it out. It might be something that is in line with what you do, perhaps you're a coach. And the summit is designed for your clients so that you can dive deeper into the different topics you coach on. Other summits I've been part of were broken up where you'd have the key person or people that are the key speakers on the summit. And then they invite guest speakers to come in and talk on different topics as well. So what topic are you going to talk about? What title, again, are you going to call your summit? And how long do you want the summit to be? One of the things that I'm going to start doing on a monthly basis is putting together a summit and inviting different presenters on different topics to present um, on the summit. One thing that I found is it's easier to have a summit that is shorter in time and over more days than all packed into one day because people will often come for a couple hours and then they leave. Versus if it's all day for a couple of days, you're really taking up a big bite out of someone's schedule. And depending on how interested they are in your topic, they may or may not stick around. The next question is how much do you charge for the summit? Do you have, I've seen prices anywhere from free all the way up to two, three, four, five hundred dollars for the summit. Some summits I've been on will do it where the summit might be free or nominal cost, say $49 or $97 for the summit itself. But then if you want to upgrade to the VIP, you may get a free uh, class or you might get perhaps a working lunch as part of the summit. And usually you also get access to the recordings if the summit's recorded. And a lot of times, especially with virtual summits, they are recorded. So one thing that I see quite a bit is you have a free summit because you want to get as many people into the summit as possible. 
and then the person running the summit will say, if you want the recordings, the replays of the summit, then for $97, you have access to replays. And then that way, the value add is they get the replays of the summit versus you have to be at the summit if you want the material and you don't want to pay for it. And or at the end of the summit or sometime in the middle towards the end of the summit, they will pitch whatever their coaching program is or whatever it is that they do with hopes that they get a lot of people into the summit for free. And then some of those people pay and sign up for their coaching programs. Depending on how popular the speaker is, I've seen scenarios where one summit as example, the presenters were very well known, and they had close to, I want to say 13,000 people. Actually, let me back up. They had a couple hundred thousand people that were tied into the summit, of which 1,300 of those people signed up for their coaching package. So when you look at the numbers, a couple hundred thousand broken down to 1,300, it's not a lot of numbers. I mean, it's not a lot of people who went for that, but then a whole lot more people signed up for the VIP program, which gave them the recordings to the summit. So that definitely can be um, advantageous that way. I've also seen summits where there might be a couple hundred people on the summit and maybe a third of those people will sign up for the VIP and maybe 10 or 15% of those people will sign up for the coaching package. So there are different ways, again, that you can design the summit. A couple of years back, as an example, I was working with a colleague, friend of mine, who wanted to build a networking business, a business development company. And it was right as the pandemic hit. And the idea was to be in front of people on an ongoing basis, the networking portion, and we'd be bringing live training and networking to the community, to the businesses in the community. And then voila, everything started shutting down. So in a state of panic, her and I are having a conversation. She looks at me and says, what do I do? Here we're planning on launching these serious events, and now we can't be around people. How, are we, how am I going to build a business development company when I can't be around people? And through a conversation, I asked her, what is the one reason why you want to do your summit or your training and network? And she said, because I want to bring relevant information to the um, people. And I looked at her and said, what is the main reason why you're doing this? And she paused and said, because I want to bring value to small business owners. I then asked her, what do you think right now, as all the businesses are shutting down, what do you think is the most valuable thing that you can bring? And she says, I don't know, hope, um, encouragement, lessons on how to survive if you can't go out and do what you would normally do, how to pivot around what's now in front of them so that their businesses can continue to succeed, continue to grow. And I said, exactly. So why don't we do this? Let's put together a 10-day summit, Monday through Friday, for two weeks. We'll bring in 20 speakers. Each speaker will speak for an hour. So we'll have two hours each of the five days, and then two hours of the next five days. We brought in 20 speakers, put together this summit, and we wanted to bring information to speakers from all over the area that talked on different topics empowering the entrepreneurs to remember to stay positive, keep moving forward, keep doing what they're doing to show up and be a member of their community. Not physically, because you couldn't go outside at that point, but virtually. Call their clients and check in on them. Send letters to people that they haven't talked in a long time. Be that pillar of light for the people out there 
all over the place that now we're stuck in a place of darkness and bring hope, be um, spirits of hope or vessels of hope to their community. And I would say over the course of the two weeks, we had probably nine, ten thousand 10,000 people go through the various um, Facebook groups that we put together. And we had a fair amount of people on the summit as well. But the interesting thing about it was we literally built this thing out in three and a half weeks. Would I recommend doing that again? No, it was many 15-hour days. However, we were able to accomplish our goal and empower and improve many businesses out there that needed help at the time. So what is the purpose behind your summit? Now, as you think about the questions that I asked you, the next question is who do you want on the summit? That ties into whatever your topic is going to be on. Are you going to be the facilitator and then interview different people and have it be like, like an interview type experience? Are you going to have different people come in and teach and then have it be a seminar type scenario where people listen to different topics? Are you going to do a lot of the training yourself and then bring in a few experts to back up what you're teaching? These are things for you to think about between now and the next time we meet. But one of the things that, as an example, I'm going to put together the very next summit that I do, again, is going to be mid-July. I'll let you know next week when I have the title and the date and that stuff in place and um, whom I'm going to have lined up for because one of the things between now and next week is I had to figure out who's going to present at the summit and what are they going to present at. So I will let you know next week who and what that is. But more importantly, over the course of the next three to four weeks, I'm going to walk you through the process that I use to build out this summit and share with you how if you want to build out a summit, you can do the same thing. You can take your skill set, your core genius, and share with other people and invite in other experts to your platform and help through their knowledge and your knowledge impact a lot of people out there that you otherwise might not be able to impact. Also, though, when you're inviting people to your summit, they should be bringing people with them. One of the biggest challenges in doing a summit or a webinar of any kind is if you have to go out there and fill the audience, that's a lot of work. Whereas if you are bringing other people onto the stage with you, part of the ask is that they at least bring, say, 10 or 20 or 25 people and be connected to their summit. They ask for all the participants to invite 25 people and bring them with them. If everyone does their job, you're going to have a lot bigger success rate as far as how many participants are in the room, are on the summit. And it's a whole lot easier to divide up that challenge than to, again, try to do it all yourself. And also, it allows you to reach a larger audience, too, because different people know different audiences, right? They each bring their community. Now you have access to a much larger community, thereby can serve and help that much or that much more people. I guess that's a phrase. Anyway, I'm going to wind down now, and I look forward to talking to you next week where I share with you the essence of how do you create your lineup for the summit, how do you pick out the title, because I will share with you how I picked out the title for the summit that we're doing, and more to come. So at that, I'm going to sign off now, and again, I'm excited to have you part of the Marketing Matrix, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye for now.